This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Merry Christmas, everyone. Welcome back to the Christmas Countdown Show Episode number four, season number two. You got two of your buddies right here. I'm Eric Peterson. This is Danny Jordan. So many You got another buddy in New York City who's joining us on the ones and twos, our producer extraordinaire, Mr. Chris Sisley. And you're here with us, and we are so happy that you found us and that you made us uh, part of your day, and you're listening, uh, allotting us uh, time, and you're listening... What's the word I'm, I'm looking for? I'm just going to let you keep going. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm just, dying here. <laughs> I'm watching you like, Dan. In your listening portfolio. Ooh. That's what I'll say. Allotting us time in your listening portfolio. We're so happy that you're with us. We got a great episode for you here so today. So great. It, it's this one packed full of numbers, apparently. Packed full of numbers, You're yes. like, you got two and four and That's one That's true. And I three. did kind of lead that one. I was like... It's like one of those like questions on your SATs where it's like, if a train leaves from New yeah, York yeah. at 2.46 at 600 miles per hour, and you're like, what? Why so uh, many numbers? Why are there so many numbers? I just want to talk about Christmas. But we're here, and the countdown list that we are going to do today for you is the top five traditions from around the world. Yes. Top five traditions from around the world. So these are not necessarily traditions that Danny and I have had here in America. Right. But we know we have a lot of international listeners, so maybe yeah. some uh, a tradition from your homeland will be brought up today. We'll see. We'll I'm excited to, to dive into these because there were so many traditions. I don't know if you experienced this, Eric, during your research, but uh, I was like, what? Yeah. This is really cool. Or that is really creepy. There are some creepy Christmas traditions out there. there uh, spoiler alert. I didn't in- include any creepy ones. I did not either. On my list. The, are you, like are you referencing the Krampus? Oh, my God. That's a very... Very scary. Very scary, intense Christmas tradition of sort of like Sweden and uh, the Netherlands, I think, is sort of the main area yeah, that they do Yeah, he sort of it. looks like the devil. Yeah, it's like the devil who... You have Santa who's bringing joy, but they feel like you need to balance it out with... Where does that like come from? Like, that felt like it, that was a part of a lot of Christmas traditions. Was like, hey, if you're good, you're gonna get candy. If you're bad, we're gonna smack you with a stick. Yeah, like, it was a lot of that sort of stuff. I was finding. Yeah, but I mean, that kind of stuff was in American culture. I feel like it's less now. You know, like now you wouldn't really threaten a kid with giving them coal on Christmas, right? No, no, no. Like nobody would. You may do it as a joke or something, but like no one is actually gonna tell their kids like you're gonna get no presents this year. And in fact, you're going to get coal in your stocking. Like that would, your kid would have to be messing up pretty bad. True. Did you, did I ever tell you the story of the really bad Santa experience that I had when I was a kid? No, please tell me. So my dad, uh, the one who gave us this incredible fire extinguisher that is sitting uh, next to our fireplace, just in case <laughs> these old lights light our studio on fire. Or our fake fire. Comes exactly. I, maybe maybe last episode will just fl- flaw. What is it called? Fla- flaffing? Flocking? What do you, when you do the, the white stuff on the tree? I don't, I don't know. That's, you know. I didn't know there get, was a phrase for it. You didn't it. know this? No. Like when awesome. people get there, like I'm not one of these people. These people are monsters. Um, <laughs> but when they spray their tree with like the white stuff oh, to make it yes. look like snow okay yes is it called flopping chris do you know it's called flocking 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 uh, okay yeah do they do it with a fire extinguisher i hope not oh i, I mean say. that would be kind of smart though right because i mean it's if your tree caught on fire 
It won't because boom, built in uh, fire extinguisher. But anyway, uh, so my dad, uh, Michael, years ago, he uh, he opened and ran the Burbank Bureau of CNBC and they had Tom Snyder came and did a show on CNBC not long after, you know, it, it relaunched. He did a, a nighttime talk show and they did a holiday special in the lobby uh, at the NBC offices here in Southern California. And uh, there was a Santa who came on the show and, you know, cause we were the kids of like the guy who ran the office. Like my brother and I are standing there for pretty much the entire broadcast, like right next to this like bench where Tom is sitting and then Santa comes and joins him and Santa brought up a couple kids to like give them gifts. Great. Uh, Santa was played by Weird Al Yankovic. The actual Weird Al? With the actual Weird Al, but nobody knew that it was him. <laughs> Because uh, he had the Santa thing sure. on, but he was just like he had the bag and he was just giving horrible gifts to the kids. Um, I think if I remember correctly, I, I know either my brother or myself got a floodlight, um, but it was like out of the box. It was just like a pink floodlight. Like One missing of, the extension cord. Yeah, or like it was just like it was just a bulb. <laughs> It was just a bulb. Uh, one of us, I think, got like a roll of toilet paper. Yeah. Or maybe just like the toilet paper roll. Right. Um, and there's like, I'll put these photos up on our social media, but there's like, you can find this video on YouTube of the Christmas special. My brother and I are standing there and we're both just like staring daggers at Santa because he's like, just what been, the heck, man? he's just been so horrible to us. And my brother was so young. I think my brother was six at that time. Not cool. And so he was just like, he was so confused. By Did he eventually yeah. like, like say I'm Weird Al Yankovic. This was a joke. He did, okay. yes. But I, that might have been even more confusing <laughs> sure. for the children to <laughs> yes. be like, "Hey, I'm going to give you really crappy gifts, and then I'm going to pull also, off my beard. I'm not Santa, <laughs> and reveal to you that I'm some guy named Weird. I'm Weird Al, and I'm not actually Santa Claus. This has all been a farce. Um, that is, that's a that's a formative that's my experience. Krampus. That's my Krampus. Yes. Uh, experience. The American version of Krampus. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I like that. But we got a lot of traditions to get to today, and I'm excited to, to chat about them. Couple things we want to talk about before we get into our countdown. You know how Danny and I like to do a couple uh, the, things, the chit chat before the countdown. <laughs> Just a couple little Just things. A couple little tidbits here. You know, it won't take long. Uh, maybe like uh, 45 minutes. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Buckle up. Um, but number one is we forgot to talk about this on our last episode, mm. and I think it's important because uh, we're very excited about this. Yeah. If you go to our website, which is ChristmasCountdownShow.com. We have a merch store now. Merch? We have some very fun uh, uh, slogans and quips and quotes that we've put on T-shirts, yeah. mugs, candles, hats, all the stuff that you could want. Uh, and we really encourage you to go check it out because yep. we think that we've come up with some pretty funny, <laughs> pretty funny ideas that are fun that your kids could wear that you could wear that people are going to say, "Whoa, where'd you get that Christmas T-shirt or hoodie?" And you'll say, "Check out the Christmas Countdown Show." You know what I love about our merch and our shop is that, you know, a lot of times you go on the internet around the holidays or you go shopping at like Walmart, Target, whatever, and right. you're just seeing like a lot of the same stuff mm -hmm. just with a different font or a different picture or sort of whatever. I feel like our stuff is very original. It is. I feel like the, the quotes that we've come up with, the designs that we've come up with, I haven't seen really this anywhere. sort of stuff yes. out in the world. Agreed. Namely, the one that's just the picture of you and me that <laughs> says Christmas Countdown. Yeah, exactly. Yes. But, so if you're a super fan and you want your own Christmas Countdown show branded merch, you can get leggings. <laughs> the leggings are great. Nothing says, uh, you know, warrior three pose in yoga. <laughs> Like, like Eric and Danny smiling and waving at you. <laughs> uh, that'll... You know, I actually came up with a design last night really? that I made that I'm going to show you right Tell now. This is going to be a live reaction. Okay. Um, 
I, I have to give credit where credit is due. My wife came up with the phrase, okay. I did the design. Uh, I'll just show it to you and you can read it. Ooh, that's fun. It says seasonings, greetings, and it is like a, a little, little spice like, rack. A little spice rack. Isn't That's that fun? really fun. Like if you're a baker or yeah. you're like, this seems like something that a mom or a grandma would love to wear. So we basically, but it's things like this, that we have these great ideas. I love that They're one. They're punny. They're, so punny. They're, they're Dad great. joke to the max. Dad joke to the max. So yeah. check out our merch store. It's uh, it's live now, so you can get whatever you want. Um, check that out. That's people are digging it. I got to say, I just saw like, you know, my I get emails every yeah. time people order and a couple of our items flew off the shelf. Which one are this people wearing? People seem to really be into. We've got this one sweater that's sort of a play on the like keep calm and carry on yeah. thing that's very common in the UK. But ours says keep calm and carol on Love with a, with an image of like a Christmas caroler. Yeah. People are really, really digging that one. People are really into, you know, that design that became very popular. I feel like it was around like the cast of Friends, where it's like Rachel and Chandler. Yes. And da, da, da. Yeah. We did one with Santa's reindeer. Yes. T-shirts are flying off the the virtual shelves. Uh, sweaters are flying off the virtual shelves, and we've got them in all colors. So you can get them in black, red, green, whatever your pleasure you yeah. can get. And we have more of those coming. Yeah, soon we're going to well. be releasing more designs sort of throughout the season. So if you've already checked out the store, come back in a week later and and see what new stuff we've posted. So I think you're going to like that. We should tell people that they need to follow us on the social medias. Need to. You need to follow us if on the social If you don't, medias. just stop listening. Stop listening. Turn it <laughs> off. Don't come back. No, of course. No. Come back. Come back. But please do follow us. Um, uh, you would think that at this point, two I seasons you were about to in. Hit it. I really, I almost, I debated trying. It was like I was standing at the edge of a diving board, and I was like, "Should I try to say what the socials are?" Yeah. But I, I, I chickened out. You know so what now the I'm... secret is? This is the secret. So, yes. have you ever been bungee jumping? Yes, I have. So you know when you go bungee jumping, like the second you like step over the the ledge or out yeah. onto the the platform or whatever they go three two one like they don't allow you to like think you at can't all think about it yes. so i think we need to do that with you and the social yes, media stuff. i need to just right. jump so like the gate is open you Here walk out and i walk three, out three two one make sure you follow us on social media we're at xmas pod on twitter and christmas countdown show on everything else yeah, yeah i did it basically <laughs> See, um, <laughs> just don't think about it. You just gotta Step jump out in, on folks. that ledge, baby. I feel really I feel like a, a better person now that I've done that. I feel like I've grown as a man. That was a thrilling experience. Yeah. It was. It, I really, <laughs> honestly, legitimately felt like I was on a diving board. I was like, okay, I'm gonna say him. I'm gonna say him. And you nailed it. That yeah, was yeah. so great. Ten out of ten. I didn't. I, I thought you were gonna say no. You've never been bungee jumping. I have. I went bungee jumping when I was uh, in high school. My okay. senior prom. We went up to the Wisconsin Dells. Have you ever even heard of the Wisconsin Dells? I have heard of them, never been. It's like an area, it's like a touristy area in Wisconsin. That they Is it between like, Chicago and Milwaukee? Kind of, yeah. Okay, yeah. I feel like, I because that drive to like, you know, Milwaukee from Chicago and vice versa, I feel like it's just like an, a lot of open land. Yes, yes. And it looks like there's cool stuff out there, but I never Yeah, thought. and the Dells are very sort of, it's like a lake town and okay. there's the ducks, you know, like what the is duck Dell? boats. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's a waterfall, Adele. So, not well, Adele, no, she's but, a singer. Uh, <laughs> uh, but it, but when they sing the farmer and the Dell, are they singing the farmer and the waterfall? Okay, I'm I'm retracting <laughs> waterfall and I'm going with body of water. Okay, uh, can we go to Chris for the final answer? What is a Dell? A Dell is a small valley, usually among trees. 
nothing to do with water. The opposite of waterfalls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a valley, a valley with trees. I like that. And that tracks because that's what the Wisconsin Dells look like. But what's a Dell Dezim? That's what I like to know. That's a great question for another (laughs) podcast. But uh, the Broadway cast. Yes. Um, (laughs) Check it out. Um, But we went up to the Wisconsin Dells uh, and did like a little camping thing, and I went bungee jumping there. So it wasn't like over a river or anything like that, like off a bridge. It was... In, it was very touristy. Okay. It was like over a big net. Okay. But I mean, it still was bungee jumping. Bungee jumping still is bungee scary. jumping. It is. I, I've done that and skydiving. I've never done skydiving. I think bungee jumping is more terrifying. Really? Because skydiving, you're so far away from the ground. Sure. Bungee jumping, and you've got someone on your back who's like, we're just I'm doing this. Take care I'll take yeah. care of it. Hopefully this thing opens up. Yeah, yeah. But even if it doesn't, what are we going to do? Um, <laughs> but bungee jumping... It's you're just all you on the ledge, and you got to make that decision. Yeah, to jump. That is. It's true. sort of like when you're scrolling through Spotify or Apple, and you look up Christmas, mm-hmm. and there's like 40 different Christmas podcasts, sure. and you just got to make that decision to jump into one of these shows. You Maybe jumped into this one. one, baby, and yes. we are so glad that you did. Absolutely, we're very happy that you're here. Um, we also have a Patreon. If you, uh, if some people may, you've heard us talk about it, but some people may not know, Patreon is a place that you can come and support us throughout the season um, for a small donation that helps pay for our set and stuff yeah. like that. Um, and you will get a lot of cool perks. You get a to be a part of our Facebook community, which is very exclusive and very active. Um, you can get, there's special perks where you can watch us record an episode. Lots of fun stuff. So check that out. And another thing that you can do so is things. you could send us stuff. Yeah. And we're not asking for like, uh, like send, we're, you could send us stuff. No, but we're saying that if you want to send us a Christmas card, like our good friend Laura did, You'll, we'll put it up here on the set, and we'll yeah. read what you write to us, so make sure it's appropriate. Um, and uh, send it over, because uh, what made me think of this, Danny, yes. is that you have a, a special thing by your feet here, I and I want you to tell people what All it is legs. and where it came from. So, as I reach down, uh, as I've talked about on the show in the past, and our like, super fans know, Home Alone is my favorite Christmas movie of all time, as I know it is for so many people um, all around the world. Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2, love them so much. Uh, Home Alone 3 and 4, you can just go away. <laughs> or I guess I could have made a rhyme. You could walk out the door, something yeah, like yeah, that. Sure. Uh, but one of our, our fans uh, reached out to us recently. This is actually one of our uh, Patreon supporters. It was like, hey... If I wanted to mail, you know, you guys something, where, where do I send it? And I was like, well, here's our P.O. box. So if you're a fan of the show and you want to send us something, send us a DM or email us Kringle at ChristmasCountdownShow.com. And you can uh, you can send us some fan mail. You can send us a Christmas card to put up on the set. You could send us an ornament to decorate our Christmas trees. Yeah. Uh, in this case, this individual sent me an advent calendar, not just any advent calendar, Eric. This is an advent calendar. <laughs> And you might be like, why is he screaming? Because it's a Home Alone official advent calendar. And it and I scream ah because it's got, what, six A's at the yep. beginning of ah. You know how like Kevin goes, ah, after he puts on the um, aftershave. So it's this incredible thing where you open it up. Whoa. And this big Christmas tree folds out of the middle. Let's see if I can get this. Whoa. The sound of the Christmas tree fold. There that it is. Good. That was pretty good. And inside of it are all of these little like vignette images from the movie. There's the tree house. There's the basement uh, with Marv. Uh, there's Buzz's room. And behind that are all the little, you know, 
items for your advent. And what you do is, after you open up these little windows, you hang them on this Christmas tree. They're like little ornaments? They're little ornaments that you hang on the tree. So I am so, so grateful for this. I'm hopeful that it's the type of thing that I can use season after season. Because you know some advent calendars, like you can't... One and done. They're sort of a one and done situation. But I'm going to do my best to ensure that this one lasts for a very, very, very long time. I have uh, to I have to tell you about an advent calendar mishap that I had last year. Oh, okay. Last year, I was trying to get... We, we usually get an advent calendar for each of our kids, like whatever they're into, you know, Pokemon or PJ Masks right. or whatever. And my daughter, Sophie, loves Broadway. We've talked about this. Yes. She yes, loves yes. everything Broadway. And so I went online and I found a... What said it was going to be a Broadway advent calendar and it had little like sometimes it would have a sticker of phantom of the opera and sometimes it would have a little figurine from hamilton or a little like trinket from uh uh wicked like lots all the different stuff and it looked really cool and i was like this is gonna be great i ordered it in like october so i'd have it nice and early yeah it took uh about a month and a half to get there it finally came like early december and when I opened it up, it had nothing to do with Broadway. In fact, it had a Star Wars, like original Star Wars, like the Mark Hamill original Star Wars, right. uh, like image over the top of a box with like 24 <laughs> little trinkets. None of the trinkets, trinkets had anything to do with Broadway. It was like a Captain America what? little keychain and then like a Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. It was totally cross-branded. Everything was like oh fell off the gosh. back of a truck. It was terrible. And I felt so bad because I thought my daughter would really love this Broadway-themed one. So if anybody knows where there's a good <laughs> Broadway-themed advent calendar, let me know because I'd love to make it up to my daughter. Do you think that they just sent you the wrong one? I thought about that, and I I emailed them. Yeah. And it was coming from another country, and they were sort of like... Like, what do we got left? This is what we got. I got a Captain America. <laughs> yeah. I got a shoe. Yeah. 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 And a so paper clip. Funny. I mean, it was bad. It was. That's amazing. Well, I do want to give a huge shout out and thank you to Joshua Patton, who is one of our, our loyal fans and one of our supporters on Patreon for sending me this advent calendar. I'm going to be putting this to good use uh, this holiday season. This is just so cool that, you know, that we have these people who are like, such fans of the show that they yeah. want to send us cool little stuff to have. Right? I love it. I love it too. I love it so, so much. So Eric, you mentioned uh, PJ Masks a second yeah. ago. Yeah. So my daughter has become obsessed yeah. with PJ Masks, like out of nowhere, you know, like <laughs> she was obsessed with like Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, Bluey, all these things. But like, th- I feel like this is her first foray into like I- identity wise. She feels like connected sure. to something to the point where like she's singing the songs all the time. Yeah. And she's not a huge Halloween person. Yeah. Like me. Not yeah, really a big fan. Yeah. But I brought up the idea of her dressing as Owlette yeah, yeah. for Halloween. And if she was like, I want to be Owlette. 100%. So yesterday, we go to Target, right, to, to get an Owlette costume. And we go to the first Target in our town, because our town has two for some reason. And they only had Catboy and Gecko. Yeah. You gotta be kidding me. Where's the representation? That, well, I had seen Owlette a week ago. And I was like, I'll come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not that popular of a show. I was wrong. Yes. I was very wrong. So we went to the second Target in town. And and where this connects to Christmas is as we rolled back to the Halloween section, that back aisle, if if you're familiar with Target, I feel like Target is laid out. They do a seasonal thing. Yeah. Exactly the same everywhere. Yeah. And the brilliance of it is they put all the seasonal stuff as far away from the door you as possible. you got to go through everything else to get it. You have to walk through everything. And I thought of that yesterday. I was like, nicely done. <laughs> 
But as we got back to the Halloween section, even though Halloween has not happened yet, there were like a few aisles of Halloween, but then standing next or sitting next to the Halloween stuff, I'm not kidding you, Eric, were like eight pallets that were like seven feet high, wrapped full of Christmas decor. Yes. But it wasn't out yet. It was like sort of there or they, it was out. So they had like one small, you know how they do like their, see how these lights look display. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like that was up, that was set up, but everything else was still in the boxes. Everything else was still wrapped in the plastic. So tempting me. I was like, do I go over and like crack the seal on this? So that way I can get access to the goodies yeah. before everybody else. Crack at it. Totally first crack. And then I was like, Danny, it's October, you know, 17th at this point in right. time uh just wait and i was like hey emmy should we get like a little halloween sign and she was like no and i was like you are so right we are save saving all our for money christmas. for christmas stuff. save the budget for christmas and i am so jacked to know that like <laughs> christmas and as i was walking out i realized like that front area where they have like the cheap one three five dollar yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. half of it was halloween the other half was all christmas stuff. i know I, Eric, I wanted to buy pillows for this set. Like they had Santa Hard. pillows. They had like all these cool. That designs. one to three little three dollar spot at the front of the store yeah. is hard. I love that spot. <laughs> I, I, it, there's just they have the things that are like, this shouldn't be five dollars, but, yes. <laughs> but it's, but it also like. I do, do I need this? No, not at all. I do not need this no, item. But I want a but little sign that says to my cocoa party." Right. Like, I don't know where I'm going to put it. Exactly. But I, I there were so many things. I was like, "Oh, that'll look great on the set. That'll look great on the right. set." And I was like, "Danny, Danny, control yourself. <laughs> control. The set is already full of stuff. Yes. And people are going to send you stuff. But what it did make me realize is last season. You know, we talked about so much. You know, with uh, there were like you know supply chain issues yeah. and all this sort of stuff. We're like, get out and buy your stuff right now. It's yeah. going to be gone. When you and I went to Lowe's last weekend uh, to buy all of the stuff for our set, there were items that I had seen three days prior that I was like, oh, I'll just come back and get those. Already gone. Sold out. Walked up to the employee. I was like, hey, uh, when you get more of these in? He goes, we're not getting any more of these in. I was like, wait, 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 what? That's insane. How is, it's October 9th, bro. It's great, but it's insane. Yeah, so I've decided, I I was driving over here this morning and you're like, the first part of my day is all about our show, but I was like, you know where I'm going on my lunch break? I'm going to Lowe's. Yeah. And I am up. getting those Even because you could always return stuff. It's better totally. to buy it and have it. I sound like the worst person in the world. <laughs> it's like the people that during the pandemic like bought all the toilet paper and then nobody could have toilet. Remember the beginning of the pandemic when like nobody had toilet paper? I and, do remember. And there was like a few people in like Ohio that had bought like all of the toilet paper. I don't live in Ohio. But I did buy a lot of toilet paper. <laughs> you were the guy. <laughs> but here's the thing. My my brother needed toilet paper. And you were a supplier. And so I was the supplier. I was slaying in that teepee all over town, baby. That's smart. That Damn. was smart. Anyway. We did, uh, with our sort of uh, friend group of uh, families that live in where I live, uh, we did a, during the pandemic, we would do trivia nights on every Friday. And it was super fun. And I would host them. And for the first few weeks that we did it, the prize for the family that won was a, a toilet paper and a little thing of sanitizer. That's because, hysterical. Because they were like gold at I that know. point early in the pandemic when it was like... Did I talk to you about this season one about hand sanitizer? No. So every year on Christmas, my mom fills our stockings with like useful items. Sure, yeah. A travel lint roller. <laughs> sure. A travel A Q-tips, Tide pen or something. A yeah. Tide pen. 
floss. Mm-hmm. One of those items that, for as many years as I can remember, is a travel-sized uh, little hand sanitizer sure. thing. And I would just save them in like an old dot bag. Sure. And so when the pandemic hit and you couldn't find hand sanitizer anywhere, I was like, I have so much hand sanitizer. <laughs> I was like, so like it's buried in the backyard. It. And I was like, Mom, thank you so, so much. Like this little thing that I just sort of like wrote off as like, oh, I know I'm getting it again. Yeah. Just came in so, so handy. Uh, that That's a fun memory. I, I love thinking about that. that. Uh, speaking of family, um, the holidays are coming. Yes. And I feel like this is a time where people start making plans, making the plans or plans are already happening. Are you doing that? Yes, I am. My parents are actually coming uh, the first week of November, which is very exciting. That's um, soon. Yeah, it is very soon because my niece, Waverly, her birthday is coming up and also Thanksgiving is coming up. And so my parents are uh, sort of doing their an early trip to sort of celebrate all those things uh, with us because I don't think we're going to see them at Christmas because we're going to be in L.A. for Christmas proper. But we're also going to Florida and Chicago mid-December oh, wow. to go to my, what we call Danley Family Christmas. So right. Danley is my mom's maiden name, and that's where our a big chunk of our family members are all on that side. Uh, so we'll be going to that in Chicago, which I'm very excited about. I think I talked about that before. Yeah. Uh, and then we're also going to go down to Florida and see Lisa's family. Uh, but we're trying to be home in our own home for Christmas morning because, you know, this is an interesting thing to talk about. Yeah. We... My wife and I go back and forth, and even I think our kids, in a way, go back and forth in what they want or what they think they want. For Christmas morning? For Christmas morning in regards to the experience. Yeah. You know, so as we've talked about in prior episodes, um, I've spent a lot of Florida Christmases with my family, and it's great for the kids because they're around family. Obviously, we've talked about this. Christmas is the time to be with family and extended family, and so that is a great part of it. But it is also tricky because they're not waking up in their own beds. Right. They Anything that they get, we have to somehow figure how to get it back from Florida to California. Right. So that's like a whole kind of hassle, you know. And then sometimes it's like, well, we'll get it for you here and you can keep it in Florida, but then we'll get you another one in California. And it, it just gets tricky. It's I love being there and I love being around family. But I wanted, I kind of made a push with with Lisa this year to be like, I think we got to start like having our kids in our own home on Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. And because that's how I grew up every Christmas was in my own home. And even though we have moved a lot and we haven't lived in one home, which I already deal with the guilt of that as a father, (laughs) you know, is I try, I'm trying to like form these traditions that our kids can have in light of the fact that they won't have grown up in the same home their whole childhood. Right. You know, my kids have lived in one, two, like three different places here in LA. They lived in two different places in New York. So we just, the nature of our life and our right. family's life is is moving a lot. Mm. And so I'm, I'm constantly dealing with, like I said, the guilt of feeling like, am I giving my kids enough consistent memories mm. that when they grow up, they'll be able to like, remember sitting at the top of the stairs and waiting to see their Santa gift, you know, like that's what I had, but I feel like my kids don't have that. So we try to make the experiences as similar as we can. Um, But yeah, but something that I I struggle with. Have you talked to your kids about it? Yeah. You know, my kids, we have talked with them 
them about it and they kind of go back and forth. You know, sometimes they're like, we want to be in Florida with me and Papa and grandma and grandpa and, you know, have that experience. Um, and then sometimes they're like, yeah, we kind of want to be at home for mm-hmm. like, because ex- we also, as we've talked about, we deck out our house to the nines. Oh, yeah. And like they want to experience that on Christmas morning. And it's not just the season leading up to it. So, you know, I, I don't I don't have an answer yet. Yeah. And, I, and I sort of hope that we're doing an OK job as parents <laughs> and that they'll grow up and they won't feel like, man, I, I had no Christmas traditions because my parents mm. just dragged me all around the country. I don't think they'll feel that way, um, and I think we've been able to have some pretty cool Christmas experiences for them. But, but yeah, it's tough. It is tough, you know. My, my kids are, you know, one and just turned four, so like, you know, I think Emerson is now just starting to form memories that she yeah. will take with her through the rest of her life. And, you know, I think there is something to be said for that consistency. I think it was something I never thought about as a kid. Yeah. The idea that I spent pretty much every Christmas morning of my life the same way, you know, either at my mom and stepdad's house or at my dad's house. Yeah. Like that was, I think there was one Christmas where I was in Canada with my dad. Yeah. But other than that, I was always, and we moved into my house when I was nine. Yeah. You know, so nine up until this day. Yeah. You know, I'm able to go have a Christmas experience at, at my childhood home. And, and there is something nice about that. You know, we talked about that during like, top 10 Christmas albums, right? Like the memories I have of my mom decorating, you know, the interior of our house, listening to the Carpenter's Christmas album. It wasn't like seven houses that I, like I have this very specific memory of that one house that didn't change very much throughout my life, you know, but like every year that, that space would get decorated for the holidays. And that is, it's something you don't think about as like valuable, when you're a child yeah, and then you get older and you start to understand the, the feeling of security yeah, and the feeling of safety that sort of comes from, as we talked about last episode or two episodes ago, predictability yeah, and nostalgia and tradition and, and, and the predictability nature of it. And, um, you know, so I think it's, it's a reminder for me. And I even talked about in the last episode of rather than thinking about spending Christmas in all these cities around the world, really recognizing that the one place that Christmas, the destination I want to go to most on Christmas morning is my house. Yeah. It's my living totally. room with my kids. And so I think you're right. And trying to find that balance uh, is, you know, it can be tough, especially, you know, in a world we live in now where it's like, you know, you got to go where the job sort of yeah. takes you. And, you know, I think at the end of the day, like what you're doing, like you're providing great memories for them yeah. no matter where. And I mean, I, I will say that it's been cool for my kids to have a New York Christmas and yeah. a Florida Christmas and an L.A. Christmas. So they have things to sort of reminisce about, yep. you know. And I think that you sort of – one thing that is cool about having it in different places is that, at least for me as a parent, is I can remember what my kids were really like in each place. And mm. I associate it with a place as opposed to it being in the same place all the time where sometimes the memories can – kind of overlap yeah but you know so there's there's the pluses and minuses to both sides but um we uh moving on we have a very cool thing here we're gonna do okay we're gonna play a game i love games i love games as well uh our good buddy chris here is going to give us some this or that's this or that what would you prefer this or that this Mm. is a fun game we've come up with a few uh christmas styled this yeah. or that's we're gonna see how it goes and if it goes well then maybe we'll do this uh on we other bring episodes as well that back that's right we'll bring this 
back to that. That. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, all right. So, Chris, why don't you hit us with our first this or that question for the two of us? All right. This would be a good way to warm up to it. We're going to go white lights versus colored lights. Ooh. Ooh. White lights versus colored lights. That's a great question. <sighs> that is a really good question. I Who wants to take it first? Well, you I'll, go first. I'll I feel like first. you have a few. Here's what I'll say. I like colored lights on the outside of the house. Oh. I think having as many colored lights is great. And for instance, like I love the big fat retro lights that we have here on our set. You were very adamant that we got those. Lights. Yes, I love the big fat lights. Those those are great. So I I think I'd lean colored lights exterior. Okay. Interior. While I I do love a colored light Christmas tree, yeah, there is something about a sort of color themed tree. Yes, we did this last year. We got two trees, and one of our trees had all the sort of warm white lights, mm-hmm. warm yellow white lights, and we put like um, only uh, gold and red and silver ornaments on them. Ooh. And on the tree, and then we got some like red ribbon and gold yes. ribbon, and we like wrapped the tree. So it looked like something that would be in a, a Saks Fifth Avenue, you know, window or yeah. something. But then our other tree had like all of our family ornaments and colored lights, and it yeah. was a little more like smorgasbordy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think if I had to narrow it down, I'd say colored lights exterior, okay, white lights interior. Okay. Yeah, for me, it's I, you bring up the decoration of the tree. I don't think I ever appreciated like a really well-decorated tree yeah. until my wife and I got together because she just decorates the living heck out of our Christmas tree. Right. And she always does the ribbon like you were talking about. And I would say our vibe for the tree is white lights 100% with red ribbon and a lot of gold. There's sure. a lot of gold. But she also finds these, she has these like uh, snowflake, things that have glitter on them mm. and but she buries them like deep in the tree Ooh, cool so they reflect the yeah, lights off great. and it just feels like light is coming from everywhere yeah on this tree so i think for me the outside of my house like i have like the white lights around the, the trim of the the trim roof. of the house yeah. around the roof up along the peak but then in the yard it's a little bit more playful yeah um and much like you we have the white lights on the main tree in the house but then we have the second you know, sort of like adventy tree, but also like childhood ornaments. Yeah, that's all color. So if I if I had to pick one, mm-hmm. because that is what we are debating we are here. Is it, like I feel like I feel like we're both just going this and that. I feel like we changed this game into this and that. Um, <laughs> we're really great at improv here. We're just ending everything. Uh, but I would say, oh my gosh, when it comes to just the lights, yeah, just the lights. What the brings you the most joy? This is hard. It is hard. I don't know if I, I can, mean you can literally I'm look over my shoulder. Set. There's like colored, there's white, white, and colored, colored, white. Which one? Which lights, one's white lights spurs the most joy? Oh gosh, I'm gonna go with white lights. I think if I'm being forced to choose, I'm also gonna go white lights. Really? Yeah. I thought you were for sure with the big I, bulbs. I, I thought really you were going it, with the I colored do lights. Love, I love the big fat colored lights. It just. But feels... also, here's what I'll say: is that for me to choose colored, the colored lights. Yeah. I would need them to be the big fat retro ones okay. because the little LED ones, like these style of lights, uh, the smaller LED lights that yeah. we have on our trees here, but that in color is not the same effect as the big. I agree. Ones. 
And here's the good news. You can get all the colored, you know, decorations you want through like we have this ornament wreath hanging in here that is green and red and yep. silver and gold. You can get your colored elements yes. through your inflatables and all these other things. This is true. But the white lights, there's just something about like when, like I love seeing a house just framed yes. in, in white lights. Yes. It just looks yes. so classy. It does. Throw a couple inflatables in the lawn. And bada- and I mean, think about like Christmas vacation. That was like all white lights. All white lights. And so effective. He went ham. <laughs> So on those effective. white lights. Okay. All right. Another. What's our next one, Chris? <laughs> well, since we're talking decorations, let's talk trees. Okay. Real or fake? Oof. Real tree versus fake tree. Do you uh, want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'll go first on this one. I love a real tree. Yeah. It's just, there's something about it. We talked about this season one. Like, I love the tradition of going to the lot and going around and shaking the tree and turning it around and That's you know <laughs> feel like bending the branches is yeah. it snappy does it feel supple yeah. uh you know are you can you turn it any angle and it looks great i love the old tradition that we used to do before we moved into a fake tree house is we would have them do a fresh cut yeah. and you've got that little piece of your tree that you can turn into an ornament yeah. if it were up to me you know and maybe this is a compromise that my wife and I can make long term is maybe rather than, you know, the the dining room tree that's sort of like the playful tree mm-hmm. with the Advent stuff and the old, you know, childhood ornaments. Maybe rather than that being fake, that can become yeah a real tree. That's what we did last year. We had, as I was describing, the tree that was all gold and, and red and everything. That was a fake tree. But then our real tree had all of our childhood ornaments on it. But I'm with you. I, I, I'm real tree all the way. There's something about the smell of real pine or fir in your house that is just awesome. There's also something great about the needles getting all over the floor. Yeah. I don't know why, but I love that. And I love the the moment when I'm like laying under the tree <laughs> and spinning those screws into the base yeah. and like... I'm like, is it straight? I can't reach anymore. Is it straight? <laughs> and then, you know, Lisa's like, uh, a little bit more to the left. Like that that whole experience, while it can be frustrating at times, it is, as you were saying, it's the experience of going yeah. to get the tree, looking at it at the lot, trying to haggle with the, you know, the guy about yeah. like, it says 120, but this, this branch here looks pretty janky. I don't know. Could you do it for 100? Okay, let's do it. Let's you know, 100. Yeah. Like, I love that. I I will say, though, that last year, our real tree, I don't know if we just overloaded it with too many ornaments, okay. but it was it struggled. Oh, really? It struggled through the season from the, from day one. Was that the one that was in like, it the was living in room the, area yes. up against the wall? Not Yes, up against the wall, not the one that was in the corner. Okay. And it was not only leaning, but like it could not, <laughs> it could not take the weight of all the ornaments on it. All of the branches were bending down. It was... Are we making a case for fake trees? We almost are, <laughs> but no. But I still would rather have a real tree. But I'll tell you one little quick tip that you can do. If you yeah. have, uh, if you're in a family that is saying that you must have a fake tree, get a real wreath. Ooh, so yeah, then you yeah, can yeah. have yeah. that real smell in the house. You can touch it to feel the sun, kind of sap and everything like that. So that's what we do. Okay. If any year that we haven't had a real tree, we have our fake tree and then we get a real wreath. Or... Yes. You pick up. Yes. What we got at Lowe's. Talk about this. So this is a company. I I chatted a little bit about them last year. They have these little like hanging green sticks. It's a company. It's called Scentsicles. It's a flameless fragrance is this one that we have right here. It looks like a little candle jar. Yep. But it's full of these little 
They look like little chives almost. Yeah. Oh, you shake it. Shake it and put it in front of your nose. Oh, isn't it? Oh, it smells like Christmas. So good. So what's really cool about these is that you can hang them on your tree. They come with like little hooks. You hang them on your tree or you get this little, you know, candle tin thing. Every morning when we're coming to record, I walk into this office and I open the door. It smells like I just walked into a Christmas tree farm. Amazing. It's absolutely brilliant. So if you are a fake tree household and you're looking for that real Christmas tree experience, get get this thing. I've already blanked on the name again, but it is... Uh, Sensicles? Sensicles. Sensicles. Sensicles is when you have stinky tentacles. <laughs> uh, it's an anyway. octopus problem. Anyway, yeah, right? All right, should we do one more? Yeah, let's do another one. So let's do good gift for one versus little gifts for many. Mm. Okay, now here, to, to clarify, are we talking about the act of giving? Would you rather give a good gift to one person or a bunch of little gifts to many people? Yeah? yeah, I I well here's the thing like or me, or is it about the receiving? Would you rather get one good gift oh. from a person or a, a bunch of small gifts from a lot of people? You could I, flip I, it either if way. It's, if it's about the giving portion yes. of it, um, oh dang it, I don't know. <laughs> like I love giving great gifts. Yes, but there's there's nothing that says the little gifts couldn't be great gifts as well. True. So if I get the opportunity, you know, rather than spending like a hundred bucks or a couple hundred bucks on one person, if I can spread that money across like five people, you know, six people and, but still make it very thoughtful. Yeah. Like to be able to see that joy on many people's faces, I think would be, I think I would go, I'm a people pleaser. Yeah. So I I think that's a pretty easy one for me to say, like, I, I like to make as many people happy as possible. Now answer the question for in the receiving, would you rather receive one Great gift mm. from one person or a bunch of smaller gifts from multiple people? That's a great question. I think I'm not huge into like, I got to get a bunch of gifts. Right. So like for me, I think one great gift. One good gift. Yeah. Would be perfectly fine. Yeah. Because I'd rather like, you know, when I'm opening my gift, I'm like, okay, now you you open that. I really want you to open that yeah, one yeah. right over there. Like, I think that's where my head is at that point in time. I would agree. I would say in, re- in regards to the receiving one good gift is better than a bunch of little yeah. gifts. Like last season, I got my record player, yeah. and it was like, that was sort of my big gift, and I was like, I don't need anything else. I was so <laughs> happy with that gift, you know? Um, and then in regards to the giving, it is hard, but I hard. think I uh, I love, <laughs> you know, I'm going to go also with multiple gifts because I love going to like, my favorite place to shop for Christmas is Barnes & Noble. I love to go into a Barnes and Noble because you think you're only looking at books, yep. but they actually have a lot of other good gifty stuff, you know, totally. in regards to kids, they have a lot of like play sets and Lego sets and stuff like that. And then they have like journals and, you know, music and, you know, album sets. And, and so I love going through a Barnes and Noble and thinking about each person in my family and what would really sort of jump out to them as like, oh, they're, you know, my granddad was like into the Navy. And so like getting a cool, like Navy book. And so I just love, uh, that kind of thing of finding this. And those books are sometimes like 20 bucks. It's not even a big thing. So I'm going to also go multiple gifts. Well, speaking of gifts, Eric, I want to chat a bit about this movie that's going to be airing on Hallmark Channel. Yes. This weekend, Saturday night, October 29th at 8, 7 central is a movie called Jolly Good Christmas. And this movie takes place in 
London. Okay. And they actually shot this movie in London, which I'm super, super stoked about. Love that. Yeah, I know. You love London. Never been, Never but been. Uh, this is going to give you the opportunity. I can to live vicariously through this film. Live vicariously through David. Yes. David is an architect, and he hires a free-spirited personal shopper, Anji, uh, and he finds himself on a wild ride across London in search of the perfect gift, but then he finds something he wasn't looking for hmm. so this whole movie centers around gift giving i think he wants to when i was originally learning about this movie i think he was wanting to give her a gift card but like he wants to give her something more thoughtful, more thoughtful. so yeah which is what we all i think are about is wanting yes. to give something very specific very thoughtful and he finds his personal shopper anji and in our last episode you brought up this interesting idea of do anji and david maybe fall in love I think they've got other. to. Do you think so? I think they've got to. Also, you've got the like cross-continental love that's yeah. exciting, you know. And clearly, I just I can't see them <laughs> having a movie where it's like, I think we said this last time that yeah. like this is my new friend Anji, girlfriend. <laughs> We've just spent the whole holiday season together, and she helped me find the best gift for you. And we talked about it, and we had cider and hot cocoa while we talked about how great you were and how, how much I had to get you a great gift. And, yep. and she just really understands my soul. And uh, But she's just my friend, so she's Merry just Christmas. My friend. <laughs> yeah, soulmate. Soulmate, soul, yeah. soul friend. Right. Uh, yeah, I think you're totally right. And I was looking at the, the artwork for this movie, and... And it does look like David and Anji, I'm guessing, are like the main two people on yeah. sort of like the hero artwork for this movie. And they definitely look like they're maybe going to be more than friends. I think so. And I think that, you know, when you think about the story, you know, we're both sort of guessing that this girlfriend character, maybe their relationship's on the rocks. Yeah. Maybe maybe she's not been super supportive yeah. uh, of him. Um, kind of like the, uh, the fiancé in Parent Trap. That oh. guy, you know, where it's like you can see as an audience, you're like, he shouldn't be with her. This is not going to work out. She's yeah. wrong for him. And be we're with all Anji. be with Anji. She Look. understands you. She loves you. But then the conflict is he's from America. What's he going to do? Move well, over the pond. He's going to have to move over the pond and spend and some more time with Anji. Yeah. I mean, look, clearly love is going to be involved. Uh, and as we talk about our fantasy, you know, movie league. Uh, anytime there's presence, anytime there's going to be love, anytime there's going to be kissing, I'm going to be scoring points. Here's I'm a question for about. you. Yeah. Do you think that there's going to be royalty in Ooh. this movie? It takes place in London. That's a Didn't great say question. not anything about royalty in, right. in the, the long line, but I wonder if like, you know, a prince might happen to walk by or or a queen might happen to walk I by. Mean, I don't know. If it happens, I will point. be stoked because I'm gonna get even more points. Extra points. If I was gonna guess I jolly good Christmas, I'm I'm guessing maybe no. Jolly good. But I know from being in England, you never know when you might just happen upon the royal family walking into Westminster Abbey. That yeah. happened to me when I was in London the first time I was there. Like Prince Charles was walking out of Westminster Abbey. Amazing. Yeah, and that was like my first day in London. I was like, <laughs> is this is what this London what is like? Really like? Just the royal family just walking around everywhere. And then when I went to Scotland, the same thing happened again. We were Who at did the you see there. Prince Charles again <laughs> at the palace at Holyrood. My, wow. my wife and I were there and we were standing outside the palace. He came walking out with Camilla. Crazy. Just getting in the car. I was like, 
really we got a thing. So I don't, you know, as it relates to David's story, I don't know how it's going to play out for him, but I'm really excited to see you this Saturday night. Jolly Good Christmas at 8, 7 Central. You're going to want to make sure you tune in and tune in all season long. Hallmark Channel has so many incredible holiday movies that I'm so, so thrilled about this holiday season. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, All right. I think we should bring begin into this countdown here. Yeah. I am so in. Let's do it. So stoked. Is that timpani? It does sound like some timpani. Good call. Definitely some Thank timpani. Thank you. I love timpani. Um, okay, here we go. This is going to be top five traditions from around the world. This is so cool. Traditions from around the world. So these are not American traditions that Danny yep. and I uh, are used to. These are things that are uh, more uh, global, worldwide. Uh, I'm going to start us off here. This is a good one. I'm going to pull up my little information here because these are all things that we've not experienced. I feel like this took a lot of research. This definitely was a lot of research in this one. On our show, usually it's like, oh, what's your favorite song? Well, I know what my favorite song is, and I'll tell you why for the next 10 minutes. But like traditions that we've never experienced. We had to look them up. We had to look them up. This is going to be sort of like a history lesson meets Christmas countdown countdown meets fun. Absolutely. Sure. All right. My first one is from the country of Poland. Ooh, okay. Poland, Polish. Uh, on Christmas Eve in Poland, many families share oplatek, which is Ooh. an unleavened religious wafer. Each person breaking off a piece as they wish each other a Merry Christmas. And this is the part that I loved. Dinner may not begin until the first star appears in the night sky. Oh, wow. And traditionally, an extra setting is left at the table should someone show up uninvited. I love that. Which I love that. Um, and I love this idea that you can't start dinner until the first star in the sky. That's it just nice. is such a specific kind of cool thing and i love like i wonder if people in poland like are they all waiting outside like all looking up and like (laughs) who can spot a star first you know and it's like i see one oh that's a plane i'm so hungry you know (laughs) um i don't know but i i thought that was a cool i love that kind of tradition what happens on a cloudy night nobody's eating nobody's eating nobody's eating eating unleavened wafers (laughs) that's right all night long but i love that they also set the the extra extra place at the table just in case somebody shows up yeah who's hungry maybe they you know weather got bad and they couldn't get back to their house they needed somewhere to go to and eat i I love that i think i could be totally wrong here because i'm not jewish but i feel like there's something in hanukkah celebrations that or some sort Uh, of jew is it passover where they always leave an empty yes i think it's for for david i want to say no that's wrong it's not David. It's, um, oh my gosh, I'm being such a bad split religion household <laughs> right now. It is, we set an extra place at the table, because you even open the door for him. Wow. In the second part of the Seder, you open the door so he can come in sure. and, and eat. Chris, do you have that handy? Is it like the Holy Spirit? No, it's, it's, the, it's like the spirit of this individual, and that individual is... Hold on, I'm looking. I couldn't stop thinking about David the Architect from the Hallmark movie. <laughs> That's we have We're to setting an extra place for David, uh, David. from Jolly Good We're just Good hoping Christmas. he'll come home from London. He said he was just going over to get a gift. A gift. But he never came home. We never saw him again. And somehow we all got British accents back in the US. <laughs> this, it doesn't make any sense. We're ruining this whole bit. How did we not realize that? Does the chair of Elijah bring a bring Elijah. a bell? Elijah. The, Elijah. Yes. We save a seat for Elijah at the table at Passover. Anyway, similar similar idea. Similar idea? Yeah, yeah. I love that one. That one's so great. Love the idea of like everyone, like you said, standing out in front of their houses looking for the star to come out. There were so many 
so many that jumped out at me. I'm going to start with one, actually. You know, I think when we think of traditions, I don't necessarily think of the U.S. Sure. Because so much of what we celebrate here came from other countries, came from right? Other places, yeah. But there is this tradition in a town in Florida, and that town is called Christmas. Okay. Florida. Have you heard of this town? No. So there is a town, I think it's about 15, 20 miles outside of Orlando, Florida. Okay. It used to be called Fort Christmas. Okay. But now it's just called Christmas. And I think it's got like maybe one, 2,000 people live in this town. But at the intersection of Highway 50 and Fort Christmas Road, all year long, there is a massive permanent Christmas tree mm. that just lives there. 365 days of the year. Love that. So they say that the permanent Christmas tree in Christmas, Florida is the symbol of love and goodwill. Basically, the Christmas spirit every day throughout the year. The tree is also accompanied by a small painted concrete Santa statue, uh, an equally red small wood sleigh and reindeer and a nativity scene. And this tradition lives all year long. You can go look it up. And what's really fun, I was doing this research about Christmas, Florida, which I didn't know existed. And it was sort of fun because we actually had one of our uh, our followers on uh, Instagram DM'd us the other day saying that she lives in uh, Bethlehem, mm-hmm. I think, it, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania yep. and that a lot of people around the holiday season will go, go and mail letters yeah. to say that somebody got a letter from Bethlehem. Yeah. Well, apparently in Christmas, Florida, this is very popular as well, where people will go there specifically... Just to send their letter. To send their letter yeah. or a package to somebody to say that it came from Christmas. I love that. Which is really, really neat. And I just love that all year round that they have just leaned into this idea that yeah. we are Christmas Florida and all year long we're going to have this massive Christmas tree just right in the center of town. I love that. Cool. Do you know that you can also send mail from Disneyland? Yes. There is like a mailbox in Fantasyland that you can put mail into and then it will get sent out and then wherever it arrives it'll say from disneyland which is kind of cool i know you're sort of i don't know you're making me feel bad right now because i was just at (laughs) disneyland the other day and you didn't send anything i have had this dream for years to mail a postcard a letter something from disneyland and so the other day when i was there for my daughter's birthday i was like how cool would this be i'll uh i'll mail her a letter on her birthday from disneyland yeah and so i went up to one of the gift shops and I was like, hey, can I, can I buy stamps here? I want to mail something. They're like, well, if you buy something, we'll just mail it for you. It'll take a little bit. I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not trying to mail a gift. Yeah. You have a mailbox. It's right over there. Right. I want to put a letter in it. Can I get a stamp from you? And they're like, no, we don't, we don't sell those here. They're like, if they're going to have them anywhere, they're going to be at City Hall. Right. So at the end of the day, we were walking out in the City Hall line because it was a rainy day. So like sure. everyone was trying to get a rain check. Yeah. So the line was like know, 50 people long. And yeah. I was like, well... I guess next year. I guess next year. So now I'm, I like we're going to go back to the holiday season. Yes, and so maybe I'll send her a Christmas yeah, card. Yeah, that's a good idea from uh, from Disneyland. Like anyway, that. I've spent about ten years in Orlando, and uh, I've been through Christmas. There's a town right before Christmas called Bithlo. Okay, and Bithlo is kind of a rundown area. We always used to call it the nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I love sorry it. if you live in Bithlo. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's great. I didn't even know this town existed, and I'm so glad I know now. I wish I'd known maybe a few months ago because I was in Orlando. Sure. I could have gone there. You know there's a town there. called Santa Claus, Indiana? No. Yeah. Wow. Actually, Jay Cutler, the Bears, former Bears quarterback, was from. he's from Santa Claus, Indiana. You know what we need to do? I was thinking about this the other day. Maybe I talked to Chris about it. 
How is there not like a travel documentary style show that's all about the history and traditions around Christmas and going to towns like Christmas, Florida yeah. and Santa Claus, Indiana and yeah. Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, and then going to some of these international places as well and interviewing like historians. We should be pitching this show. Yeah, exactly. I think I am right now. <laughs> I'm pitching it. If you are a, a, a studio head uh-huh. and you're listening to the show, you could have the number one Christmas podcast in the world. Just Eric send, and Danny. Just send us all over the world. Just send us all over the world to talk about we'll Christmas. We'll talk about it. It's we're good. not asking for much. It's good. It's anyway, good. moving right along. <laughs> all right. Uh, my number four tradition is from uh, the Ukraine. Ooh, okay. Which obviously our thoughts and prayers all are with things, the people yeah. of Ukraine right now. Yep. Um, is it? Do you, do you always say the Ukraine? Am I crazy for saying the Ukraine? I always say you the just say Netherlands. Ukraine. Ukraine. There's no the Ukraine. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why that came out. Ukraine. The people of Ukraine. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, Orthodox Christians make up nearly 49% of Ukraine's population. They observe Christmas Day on January 7th mm. by dressing in traditional garments and walking through town singing carols. This is the part that I loved. A dish called kutya, K-U-T-Y-A, kutya. I'm guessing, uh, made of cooked wheat mixed with honey, ground poppy seeds, and sometimes nuts, is a popular Christmas Eve treat. Some families throw a spoonful of kutya at the ceiling, and if it sticks, it will be a good harvest in the new Ooh, year. I, I love that. That's so good. I think I'd like to do that in, in my own family, but with like cookie dough. So, like, we'll make our Christmas cookies, but then we'll throw a spoonful at the ceiling, and if it sticks, then that means that it'll be a good year. And if it falls down, it's still going to be a good year because you can eat all the cookies. Because I'll just catch them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Boom. Win-win situation. That's so fun. I love that. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So, for me, at at number four, this one is is interesting. It comes from Norway. Mm. Apparently... This is a tradition that dates back to centuries when people believe that witches and evil spirits came out on Christmas Eve looking for brooms to ride on. So the tradition is, when it comes to Christmas, they hide their hide brooms. The brooms. I read about this Did one. you read about yes, this? Yes, I love it. I was just like, apparently to this day, many people still hide their brooms in the safest place in the house to stop them from the witches stolen by witches that witches are going to come and steal <laughs> your brooms. And apparently, like it, in, in some people, they even hide their mops. Yeah. Too. Just in case. It's so funny. Like, I'm interested to know, like, are, if you are a listener of ours who is in the Norway. In the, now I'm doing it. <laughs> it's contagious. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the the is contagious. If you are in Norway yes. and listening to the show, are you one of those people who hide your brooms? And do you do it just out of tradition at yeah. this point in time? Or do you do it because you are genuinely Trying terrified that the, some witch or evil yeah. spirit is going to come and steal your broom and ride it? Yeah. around town on christmas if we don't hear from anybody from there i have a friend who's from norway and i'm okay. gonna ask i'm gonna send her a message and ask okay do we know what the norway accent is it's sort of like a swedish so it's sort of the up and down okay it's, it's you know it's swedish it's like is the, the guy in um frozen yes the the shop yeah keeper Olaf. Guy. is big, his name Olaf? big summer blowout is his name Olaf? no not Olaf. Olaf. uh because uh, olaf name? is the the oh shoot what is his name uh Family, like yep. Hello, hello, hello. Big summer blowout. Big summer. What is his name? I don't know. Do you know? His name's like on the outside of his shop. Oaken. Oaken. So it did start with an O. Yes. Oaken. Yes. So it is Oaken, and I because yes. that, that movie is set in yeah Norway, right? It is indeed. That's it right. Because now if you go to uh, Epcot in Norway, oh. you go on. Yeah. Why do you? 
I, I, I have real feelings about that. About because I am Norwegian uh, and I loved the Norway ride. It was really cool. I loved it. I loved the history of the Vikings. And then at the end, it was like we have oil rigs now and we fish. And I just loved the Norway ride yeah. so much. I love Frozen, but it was a sad day for me when they took out the Norway ride yeah. and put in the Frozen ride. But that feature of the backwards is very cool. Know, and they really d- cool. and they still do that, yeah. which is great. But it's I think it's more the the film that they would play while you were waiting in line that I loved. Yeah. Okay. I but I'm sure I can find that on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Um okay, so my number three tradition comes from Japan. Ooh. And I'm gonna tell you all about it. Here we go. Although Christmas isn't a national holiday in Japan, an estimated 1% of the population is Christian, according to Smithsonian Magazine, its citizens still find an interesting and delicious way to celebrate. Rather than gathering around the table for a turkey dinner, families in Japan head out to their local Kentucky Fried Chicken. The tradition began in 1974 after a wildly successful marketing campaign called... I don't speak Japanese, but... Kurosamasu ni wa Kenataki, which stands for Kentucky for Christmas. Oh, interesting. And so in 1974, there was this marketing campaign, Kentucky for Christmas, and the fast food chain has maintained its Yuletide popularity, causing some people to order their boxes months in advance or stand in two-hour-long lines to get their finger-looking-good food. That's wild. So in Japan, even though Christmas is not necessarily the holiday... At Christmas time, they all get uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. That's so great. Which I thought was so fun. That's so good. Like I would never think about getting KFC. Right. On, on I don't think about getting it ever. Really. I just had it yesterday. Oh, did you? <laughs> finger licking good. Oh yeah. Isn't that what they say? Still is. Yeah. Uh, okay. Still, still is. Still is. Still is. Still in your fingers to That's this right. to this moment. All right. So this one for me is coming from Iceland, and specifically it is the Yule Tide Lads. Did you hear about this? Yes, this was my next one Otherwise, on my list. Oh, really? Otherwise known as the Scruffy Santas. <laughs> yes. And so I'll, I'll do a little, maybe I'll go into detail about sure. part of it, and then you can yeah. do the rest. So these guys are said to bring gifts to night, nice children for the 13 nights leading up to Christmas, similar to the 12 days of Christmas yep. here in the U.S. Uh, Iceland celebrates 13. Um, each night before Christmas, Icelandic children are visited by the 13 Yule lads, after placing their shoes by the window, the little ones will head upstairs to bed. In the morning, they'll either have received candy, if they're good, or be greeted with shoes full of rotten potatoes, <laughs> if they're bad. I love that. And that's so good. I love that it's not coal or like or it's just rotting potatoes. Horrible. And I wonder if it's similar to in America where it's like a threat of like, hey, you don't want to get rotting potatoes in your shoes. Right. Or if it's like actually kids get rotting potatoes potatoes do you know what i mean but like the idea that you actually have to go out and find the rotting <laughs> right. potatoes as well and you're like we're just why are you collecting all those rotting potatoes oh for all the bad kids you should see what billy has been like this season there's he is just to, there's no chance that he's not the- getting <laughs> rotting potatoes um yes i so my number two is that yeah my number two was this as well the yule lads okay and uh, so i'm just gonna jump off your what you were saying here yeah something that i read about them which i thought is great is it says, clad in traditional Icelandic costume, these fellas are pretty mischievous. Yes. <laughs> and their names hint at the type of trouble they like to cause. Yes. All right. So I'm going to say a name, and you just tell me what you think it might stand for. Okay. This is in Icelandic, which I don't speak. And okay. we, we talked about before, we don't have a good Icelandic No, uh, no. And uh, probably accent. never. But here we go. This one is Strekjastar. Uh, <laughs> uh, a, a 
striped pajamas. Very close. A sheep code clod. Don't know what that <laughs> is. So okay, close. here's another one. Uh, Giljagar. Uh, Giljagar, that's going to be fish monster. Yep, gully gawk. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next one. <laughs> Stufer. Uh, 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 uh. This would be uh, the stuffing you put in your turkey. Exactly. Stubby. <laughs> uh, this is great. Uh, let me give you one more. This one is Proris for it's a, it's a P-V-O with the umlaut. Yeah. R-U-S-L-E-I-K-I-R. Okay. Uh This would be the guy who likes to uh, punch people in the face. Oh, so close. It's Spoon Licker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's a bunch of really fun names. You should check it out because oh, there's a God. doorway sniffer who's named Geta Buffer. There's a uh, Ketakruk who's a meat hook. Oh my God. There's Kirstanik. Kirstasnicker is a candle stealer. Wow. There's a bunch of good ones in there. I, there's also a sausage swiper. There is a. Sa- I don't know if you saw <laughs> him. There is a sausage swiper. <laughs> there's a Skyer gobbler. And a door slammer. Wow. So these are these all... These guys are really getting into mischief. Very mischievous. Slamming your doors, yes. scraping <laughs> your pots, swiping your sausages. Oh, this is so oh, great. I like these guys. So the Yule Lads. The Yule Lads. I think that we should get uh, like the Backstreet Boys or some sort of boy band <laughs> to record all a whole Christmas album as these different characters. Yeah. And they'd have to use an Icelandic accent. Okay. They would have to tell us if they're you know a door slammer, a sausage stealer, whatever it might be. And then uh, see what happens. Door slammer. That Could reminds me magic. of Pogs for some reason. Oh, yeah. Slammers. Slammers. Those oh, man. Great. And if you're really next level, you play slammers. Did you ever play no. Pogs just with slammers? No. Where so you, you would stack your slammers. slammers. Whoa. And if you lost, you lost your slammers. Oh, your slammers. That happened to me. Do you remember that, how they had those like tubes that you would have all your Pogs? Of course Pogs? I do. Man, those of were great. Oh. I, that's, a, that's an interesting toy that is not come back in a retro way this they, is an opportunity for real because they bring everything back like all yeah. the toys that we were into easy bake oven all those types of things they're all re-released now yeah. for this generation we should try to get pogs going again we need to make christmas countdown pogs yes <laughs> how do we do that i'm, I'm all in i'm gonna try to, i'm gonna take our stickers and just glue some cardboard yes, to the exactly. back what is this it's a pog, it's a pog. Uh, <laughs> you can get it at christmascountdownshow.com nerd um yeah <laughs> all right so that was my number two all right. so i i sort of jumped off your number no, three that was so, great so we're right I back at the same one so number two this one i i read about and i was like this sounds like a dream okay this sounds like an absolute dream and it is dutch christmas mm. do you know about dutch christmas no not really so in the Netherlands, where the Dutch live, right. uh, there is a public holiday of the 25th and 26th of Christmas. Like, they basically decide, like, Christmas Day is Christmas Day. Love that. And you go through all those traditions, but you take that second day of Christmas to spend time with family, to play games. Love that. To go to the park. All these sorts of things. Like, I, Is it similar to Boxing Day, which is in the UK, which is the day, I think that's the day after Christmas. Yes. Well. So I some like people that. will go shopping, sure. you know, on, on the 26th. It's really sort of like it, it's taking an opportunity. So rather than like rocketing towards Christmas and like once Christmas is over, now you got to get back into the fray of like normal life. Right. I love this idea of taking an extra day and it is a public holiday to sort of cool off because if you're like me, like... Oftentimes, when it gets to like five o'clock on Christmas, seven o'clock on Christmas Day, I start to get a little melancholy mm-hmm. because I'm realizing that there's, you know, seven hours left, five hours left of Christmas Day. And I'm like, this whole month is two months in our case is led up to this day. Yeah. 
and now it's gone. Like how amazing would it be? It's sort of like when you book yourself a vacation and you book an extra day on the back end. Sure. And you're like, I don't know if I need an extra day, but then you're there. You need it. And you're so grateful you have yeah. that extra day. I think an extra day of Christmas yeah. is what we all need. And I like that it's sort of mandated. That it's, yeah. a, it's an official holiday totally. of the country. That's great. I love that. I, I wonder. We need this here in the. US. I wonder though if it's because the Netherlands are not that far from the UK. If yeah. it has any association with the Boxing Day, which is only is Boxing Day only in the UK? Or I think it's maybe in Canada as well. I think I think Canada does it as well. Yeah. Do you know Chris? Boxing Day is traditionally celebrated in the UK and their Commonwealths. Mm. Originally, it was a day where servants would have off ah. after Christmas, and they would okay. get a gift. So the rich people get to celebrate Christmas, and then the poor kitchen kitchen people <laughs> and maids and everything they have to, they get the day. They get the day, day after. after. Yeah, exactly. While you're boxing up all all our amazing gifts that we got, we got a couple little things for, for you. you as well. I love My that. kid didn't want this, so you can <laughs> have this. It's exactly. That's a great segue because we're at my number one here, and mine is from the UK. Okay. My number one tradition from around the world is Christmas crackers. Ooh. Christmas crackers are these things that they do in England and, and all around the UK, all of the Commonwealth, where uh, at dinner and on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, uh, they will take these little tubes, almost like a toilet paper tube, right. that's wrapped in wrapping paper and kind of comes to a, a point at each side. And two people will grab the cracker and they both pull kind of like a wishbone yeah. that Americans do for th on Thanksgiving. And whoever gets the bigger part of the cracker gets what was inside. So cool. And so there might be little toys or trinkets or something. But the main thing is these paper crowns. Yeah. And it's such an interesting tradition. And what I love is they say that literally everyone in England does these paper crowns. Everyone, including the queen, will like wear a paper crown on Christmas because it's such an like important part of Christmas. And there's something about uh, you know, I you see it in movies a lot of like, yeah. you know, the British family and they're they're all wearing these little thin paper crowns. Right. And what I love about it is I love seeing like the stiff upper lip father of a British family, you know, but even on Christmas, he wears his little paper crown. Right. And there's something about like the humbling of oneself to possibly look silly. Yeah. To lean into the tradition of the holiday, which is what's kind of struck me. I just, I love that idea that everyone in England is doing it. They're mm -hmm. all wearing these little paper crowns. And uh, I just thought it was really cool. So that was my number one. Do you do Christmas crackers at your house? I don't, but I might start. Oh, you can go to like Home Goods will sell these really nice ones because oh, you cool. can go to like, you know, Target or whatever and they're they're a little bit smaller. Yeah. But you go to Home Goods and they come in these like big cardboard boxes. Whoa. And the crackers are like a foot wide. Whoa. And so you like cross your arms like this <laughs> right. with the person next to you and you pull at the same yeah. time. And they have like this charge that goes off inside and they go yeah. crack. And and then inside, like sometimes the gifts are pretty cool. Pretty good. Yeah. I, I think it. I got a money clip once. Whoa. I got a different Do they have the paper crowns though, Oh yeah. Too? Okay, oh yeah. Sure. And they have like jokes. It's like sure. you know, all that sort of stuff. There's a, I got a divot repair. Nice. One year. I was like, this is like right up my alley. Sweet. Nobody else wanted them. <laughs> right. So I was just winning, winning. Um, no, I love Christmas crackers. You we should do them maybe on the show. Yeah. At some point. I like that. That would be a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. So my number one comes to us from the country of Spain. Mm. So Spain has this thing called El Gordo. Okay. Do you know what El Gordo is? I don't. All right. Well, let me tell you about it. 
El Gordo or the Fat One. It has become a huge social event, usually on December 22nd, and people get together with dozens of lottery tickets each in high hopes of being one of the lucky winners. Uh, the lottery numbers are traditionally sung by a choir Fun. of 22 school children, <laughs> and the whole country basically stands still in hopes for the Christmas present of a lifetime. Wow. Uh, the splitting of the prize money is what makes the Spanish Christmas lottery such a beloved tradition as well as the root of the lottery slogan. And the, the slogan is, El mayor premio es compartirlo, which means the greatest prize is sharing. Oh. Many families or groups of friends will all chip in uh, for a decimo to be shared among everyone. Right. So basically, the way this works is that like you can buy like one whole ticket or they'll sell like decimos, which are like a, parts a, of a ticket. Parts of a ticket. Okay. So what'll happen is like entire towns will like go wow. in on tickets together, restaurants, yeah. bars, all that sort of stuff. Local coffee shops. You can like buy in like a decimo of their ticket. That's great. With the idea being that like, you want obviously you want the greatest chance of winning, but you get to share in this experience together. So like if your little town were to have the winning numbers, then everyone in your town, yeah, because you know, it's up usually up around like four uh, million uh, lira, I think yeah. is what it is. You know, so everyone could win like a hundred thousand. That's awesome. Which is really really cool. And I just love this idea of like everyone wanting to like be in on it. Yeah, together. Together. And, and I love so the way it works is when they draw the numbers. As I was talking about with the kids. The kids sing out right. the numbers. Like the lottery it's drawing. Like on a national broadcast, and right. like the whole country shuts down yeah. while everyone watches this broadcast. Do they do you know do they do like the little balls? Like they do They're wooden in, balls and these okay. big like like metal drums. They get wow. like you know, turned around at some venue and they come out and the kids sing some song about I like Sace or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I was just like I, I love the lottery. I love the, you know, I love giving out scratchers yeah. in, you know, stocking stuffers or in Christmas cards. And I just love this idea of like the whole country. It, cause you, I think you could actually, together. the tickets I think go on sale in like, I want to say September is what I oh, read. So they've been planning it. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a national thing. And it started, if I remember correctly, as like a wartime effort. Sure. Um, to help raise money yeah. for, for when Spain was, was at war. Yeah. And now it's this tradition that's continued on where everybody wants to get a little, little piece that. of the action. That's which is really, really fun. Really it's called great. El Gordo. I love that. Yeah, right? All right, folks. That's the end of episode 204. Just a reminder... It is 59 days till Christmas. Oh, my gosh. 59. We are less than 60. We are getting there before you know it. So uh, we hope that you enjoyed this uh, trip around the world <laughs> with these festive traditions. Yep. And we would just like to say myself, Eric El Gordo Peterson, <laughs> and Danny <laughs> Jordan. Decimo? <laughs> Danny Decimo Jordan. Uh, we wanted to tell you. You know, I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we will see you on the next one. Make sure you follow us on all the socials. Check yep. out the website, christmascountdownshow.com, for any merch yep. you might be needing. Check out the Patreon, all the things, rate all and review. Things. And as we finish every episode, we like to say, Merry Christmas. And Happy Holidays. See you on the next one. Bye-bye. See ya.